Hi, I'm Frendraska. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's uh, that's something like a like an intro. Do you uh, <laughs> do you want to do? Should we go to our our actual intro? Well, I was just going to add it before, so we don't have to actually say any of that. I was oh. just going to add it in, like in editing. Okay. Or you can add it in because you're Cause supposed now, to cause be because now because Patrick's supposed to be editing. Remember? Because now I'm editing. <laughs> We put corners in a triangle, but we keep it 100 tie optional. With a person from a desk acting on the screen, you know who it is, man, it's Chester well, Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist, and you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready. Remember that time that you talked about how you were going to be editing our podcast and then you didn't edit our podcast at all? I did. I no, did. You did. No. Fran. No, actually, though, you did not edit one single thing. And you told me to go on your computer so I could listen to the episode, which we're going to talk about. And I went on your computer and I was like, this is strange. Nothing has been nothing has happened to this episode. And lo and behold, you did not edit. Right. Well, you can't just you can't just drop things like that on our listeners, baby. We have we have people who who don't have strong hearts. They're tweeting us about how, you know, excited they are that I was editing and <laughs> Wait, you are lying. And no one said they were excited about you editing. Who? Tell me the names. Where are the receipts? Also, my mom already said she was proud of me. Oh, so well, sorry, you mom. To, you need to not. He's somebody he lied to, to you, it. and that liar's name is Patrick. Anyway, so we should talk about last episode and our short-lived big dreams. <laughs> um, and and we should tell you what happened last episode, because last episode was, was a, a really unique time in our podcast history. Um, oh, my God. We... Highs and lows. We had we had a lot of peaks and valleys. We were really trying to revamp the podcast, and in an effort to revamp it, we kind of got you know a little a little insecure, I think, with with the current format that we have and overambitious. And then we and then we had all these grandiose ideas about having guests and sound bites and musical transitions and, and themes and interviews with famous people. And, and we were going to steal from This American Life. We were going to steal things from other podcasts. We were going to be like the bank robbers of podcasts we were going to rob from the from the rich NPR funded podcasts and give to the poor last name basis of the world <laughs> yes and and it you know we we quickly succumbed to both the realization that that is way too ambitious for our current schedules um and and you know to be fair we had um well, we faced we faced some very troubled times. I cried. I cried multiple times. Fran cried. I had a meltdown. We were arguing. Yeah. I spent six days in rehab. It was really, really after bad. After I hit rock bottom. If you could see what Patrick looks like right now, thank God this is just audio because he <laughs> is looking rough. It was tough. It was tough. I mean, you can imagine imagine our our living room looks like some sort of heroin den. It's just dark and damp, and mm-hmm. it's just yeah. And there's a baby crying. We don't even have children but the, yeah. a baby was crying constantly yeah, in our house like, somewhere for like two weeks yeah um it was a it was a real low it's uh, like that scene in train spotting where the baby's like crawling on the ceiling and even mcgregor is like in bed like shaking and crying and scratching himself that was us for like three days yeah over, the, over this so you ep- saw the baby. Over last week's episode I, I saw it i looked everywhere for that baby i saw it and it was hanging on our ceiling and it was like head was spinning around and stuff it was really really scary it was like the best birth control ever i was like nope not doing that no ma'am thank you i'm fine 
Anyway, um, we've come now through our, our period of darkness to deliver to you once again the same thing that we've been doing for the last six months. Yeah, I pretty much, pretty much. We we had some really high hopes. We had all these grandiose ideas, and then we said, you know what? We're not going to do any of that. Nope. No, oh, yeah. thank you. We came completely full circle, <laughs> and here we are just going to talk about random things with you because we enjoy doing that. <laughs> also, I am going to edit. Okay, sure. Going forward, we had a little miscommunication. No, which resulted there was no miscommunication. A, you said you were going to edit, and I said right here, mm-hmm, okay, sure, we'll see what happens. And then, lo and behold, didn't happen. Okay. In the future, I am going to edit. I will be taking on all of the editing responsibilities, Woo-hoo! as well as um, some other responsibilities yeah. entirely unrelated to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I do have some responsibilities, and so you should all be very proud of me. I am a I'm a real working person. You are a responsible adult. But now let's talk about something that's uh, that, that is real entertainment um, on a large scale. Ooh. Your your show, your web series. <gasps> what, who me? Yeah, you. We're talking about me now. Oh, guess what? What? You're our first guest. Oh my god! Yeah. Thank so welcome, you Francesca so much. Ramsey, to Thank the show. Thank you. This is great. Um, so you have a show that recently released. It's a it's a web series called MTV's Decoded. Pre- premiered this week on MTV's website. Ooh, you are you are killing it right now. Yeah. Well, this is you know <laughs> yeah, I'm working yeah, up to it. This is practice for when we have like a real you, guest. Sounds like you really researched your guest's accomplishments. <laughs> do you know where Do you know where MTV Decoded is um, viewed? Where you yeah, can watch it? Yeah, where? I can tell you. You can go to MTV.com. Mm, um, okay. Uh, and you, you know can what's view funny it there. Is, is we have backslash decoded. We ha- that was a pretty good guess. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on. First of all, this is what's really sad is we have notes in front of us, and it says right on there the address of the web series, and you still failed. Oh, it does. Yeah. You it's know what? Right there. The problem is that when it's a link like that, it can when it's when it's a uh, um, when it's a link, you don't know it's a link. Yeah, it highlights itself, and so I just skip right over it because I'm used to look overlooking links when I'm reading text because mm. I'm not going to read the link. I'm going to click on it when I want to. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, and Patrick. Oh, hold on. I'm doing the interview. Okay, go here. ahead. You do, okay? Go back. We're going back. So, um, yeah, go, you. Ask me the question. You still can't control yourself. No, I can't because I feel I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're gonna be able to do it. But I'm gonna try. So, um, Miss Ramsey, welcome to (laughs) welcome welcome to the orphanage. Oh, yay! Um, Thank you. You made it. Do you guys have porridge here? Yes, we have. We have only porridge. In Uh, fact, I like some more, please. Yeah, and you're you're and and you're not amongst friends. They're (laughs) they're primarily bullies. Okay, so tell us about uh, MTV Decoded. Uh, it's a new web series on the new MTV News YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MTV News. And it's a weekly series about race and pop culture. And it's a vlog show and a sketch show. And I cannot believe how people responded to our first episode. They were really it was really positive and exciting. Good, but I, I got to say, I'm not surprised. Can you tell us about the first episode you tackled specifically? Um, um, <laughs> don't you laugh at me, woman. Don't sass me. Not on the air. Wait, what, what was the first episode about, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did watch it. I watched I it several times. I, I know. I believe you. And I liked it. <laughs> uh, so the first episode sort of tackled the the 
food and race stereotypes. Right. And specifically things like watermelon and fried chicken. Can right. you tell us a little bit about what your thinking was behind uh, creating that particular episode? Yeah, so we just really wanted to do something where we could tackle a stereotype that everybody is kind of familiar with, not necessarily maybe where it came from, but we had so many examples, especially like with President Obama. If you Google Obama fried chicken, there are all of these really awful memes of him with like KFC in his hand, like photoshopped on there. And so this is a stereotype that lots of people have used, you know, for for comedy, supposedly, um, and same with watermelon. But I think the average person is so far removed from these stereotypes' history that they don't understand where they came from or why they could be racist or offensive or hurtful. So we just thought, like, why not come out slinging and pick something that a lot of people could possibly know about? And I honestly am surprised that the response has been so great because as someone that's talked about race on the internet before, usually my comments are filled with people calling me the N-word. So, yeah. so like to have a video and like there's literally no negative comments as of yet is a really big deal. And I'm really excited and I'm proud of it. That's fantastic. One of the things that I'm most excited about is the audience that you're able to deliver this to. You know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of academics out there. There are a lot of very serious people doing very seriously great things. Right. But not enough that are intelligently directing their content towards a the youth. And B, people who are sort of on the fence and sort of outside of the, especially white people who right. are outside of the crux of the issue, the focal points of the issue. Right. Um, and I think what you're doing and what excites me about what you're doing is that it delivers that content in a way that's lighthearted and fun and accessible to everybody across all age groups and without being you know, without pushing Too people aggressive. away. Yeah, that was really like a, a important uh, direction for us to go in. And as the series continues, you'll see like what we're really kind of trying to do is ask a lot of questions rather than say like you are bad for doing this or like this makes you a racist. Instead, we're looking at things and saying why is this offensive? Why is this racist? Why is this a bad thing? Um, and approaching it from the standpoint of let's you, the audience, and myself, the host, discover this together so that it's not accusatory. And um, and that's not to say that sometimes you don't need to call people out and, and be straight up with them. But I think that it's, it's great to have lots of different approaches to similar topics. And our approach is a little bit of a softer approach that uses comedy. And, um, and I think that it just kind of makes it a little bit more accessible, like you were saying, for, for young people and also for people who normally would never want to talk about race mm -hmm. or racism and would be like so turned off. Um, seeing me being silly and making jokes, I think, makes it a little bit easier for them to open themselves up and, and listen and participate in the conversation. Fantastic. So wow, you this feels like a real podcast right now. <laughs> like, what just because happened? I told you because we have a guest and we were talking about this last episode where having a guest really sort of centers a conversation and helps guide it and helps add something to actually talk about instead of a couple that talks to each other all day, every day. I just feel like I don't know you right now. Because I'm, I've transformed. I've become something greater than I was. Okay, because now you are hosting last name basis. I like this. This is interesting. You like the host, Patrick? I, I 
I do. I mean, maybe it's I just like being interviewed. I think that's it. I think you like the attention. Uh, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, we do have a podcast. P.S. I mean, attention. Do you know what I do for a living? Like, have you been married to me? I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Have I? I, I'm asking you. Actually, there there was a hang up with our license. It, it apparently was improperly issued. We are not married. Okay. Well, then we are living in sin and we have been for quite some time. And by this point, you ought to know. You know that song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I know that song. It's been a while. It's been that a while came, since I sang. That came right out of nowhere. Okay. So MTV Decoded. Uh, you can find it on youtube.com backslash MTV News and tell us when it comes out. It comes out every Wednesday. And guess what? I'm not editing, so it will actually be on time. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually editing MTV Decoded as no, well. No, you're not. You don't trust me, Fran, and that's a problem. In our, I know in our... that you don't know how to edit video. P.S. Our show <laughs> looks beautiful. So I couldn't even edit the way that, that our show has been edited. <coughs> Excuse me. I was just going to say the show is so beautifully edited. I couldn't even take responsibility for that because it's got like animations and it's just it's really well done. But it is on Wednesdays. Don't worry. I, I'm actually getting a check for this. So it can't be late. <laughs> it's actually on time every week. Unlike our podcast. Unlike our podcast. Uh, okay. So we're going to take a moment here where we are going to take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We uh, now have breaks on this show. There's going to be some music in Inserted later by yours truly. So prepare yourselves <laughs> you for taking, a musical interlude. You are taking so much pleasure in this. I'm excited. I'm excited. Would to you hear. stop talking so we can break? I'm. I'm just getting ready to say I'm excited to hear what the break is. I'm ready for it. It's about to happen. If you stop talking, we would have the break. If you didn't keep talking, it would have just happened. Touche. We are back from our break. How was it? It was it was pretty good. It was um you know, I feel good about it. What did you do during the break? I I think we we exchanged short glances and then we started talking again. We, I wasn't here. I well, left during the break. Where did you go? The rules are you don't leave during the breaks. Who where did that rule come from? I'm I've got I'm in charge of the podcast. I've got pan sword. I'm the pan uh, now. What are you talking about? What from, is, that's from Hook. What is this? You say you're gonna edit one time and suddenly you are like Mr. Podcast. All right, I see how it is. Great. We are back from our break. And um I guess we don't really have a name for this section of our show where we talk about like what's going on in the world. I don't know. News just sounds so boring. Is mm -hmm. there a better thing that you can think of? I think we shouldn't name it. We should just have come. We should just back up and just say, let's talk about some stuff that's going on in the world. All right. Let's talk about. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. So we can get a clean cut. I got to think about these things as the editor. I hope you leave all of this stuff in. I really do. Because it's hilarious. All right. We are back and we are going to talk. Well, we already had a really funny back from our break segment so i'm not going to say that so let's talk about what's going on in the world let's do it um i read this really funny thing about walmart apparently 
They had like a big meeting and they announced to all of their um, employees that they were making some internal changes with their uniforms and like with hours and stuff. But the big change that they were making is that they were going to stop playing Celine Dion and Justin Bieber on repeat in the stores. Oh, my God. Which the employees were apparently really excited. But they had requested this because they were sick of hearing Celine Dion and Justin Bieber. I don't doubt it. In fact, you probably could make a pretty solid study as to the psychological effects of hearing Justin Bieber and Celine Dion over and over again for eight hours a day. I bet you can't even five name days a week a Celine Dion song. Sure, I can. What the one? The one that's like where... you can't say Titanic. I just did. No, you didn't. I was gonna. You were going to, and that's why I said you can't say that one, because that doesn't really count. So I win the contest. No, you don't win the contest. You told me I couldn't name a Celine Dion song. I said, don't name Titanic, because that's kind of like a cop-out. Okay, I got another one. What is it? uh, Did you ever know that you're my hero? That's not Celine Dion. Should be. (laughs) It would be. If I were Celine Dion... That's okay. what I'd be singing. That's definitely not Celine Dion. Anyway, um, you really don't know any. You don't. You don't I, know that I, song. If you want it the most, there's no easy way. Oh yeah, way that's Celine Dion. You don't know that song. I do know that song. I know How does the it songs. go? How does the rest of the song go? How does the chorus go? Don't give up on yourself. Love isn't easy and such. That's... <laughs> you just threw it so <laughs> You're like, don't give up on yourself, love, belief. I'm sure it's about love and belief. Am I am I wrong? Um, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. There you go. Do you know any Justin Bieber songs? Uh, actually, I think I don't know a single Justin Bieber song. But these are artists, though, where you don't really need to know their songs by name or even know that they're the ones behind the songs in order to have heard them constantly. For instance, anyone who shops at Walmart can probably is probably very familiar with lots of Justin Bieber and lots of Celine Dion based on how I much only apparently... Know, I only know one of his songs. They were playing there. Um, but... You know, it's like ACDC. Is you could probably sing the lyrics to half yeah, their songs I right now, like by and you name, name a single, yeah. and you couldn't name a single one of them. Yeah, by name, I didn't know them because I remember one time we were talking about them, and I said I didn't know any, and then you like called me out on it. You were like, "You have to know some songs." You definitely do. Fat bottom girls, fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Nope, I don't know that one. Are you serious? No, I don't. How know. about um? I don't know that one. How about the one that's like you? Shook me all night, night long. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably a, a million others. I went to an ACDC concert once when I was about 18. Never been an ACDC fan. Didn't realize it. They had about five climaxes in two hours over this course of the show. And I literally knew the words to every single song. And I had no idea that I did. That's so funny. Why did you end up going to that concert? Because then? a friend of mine was so excited about ACDC, his absolute favorite band. And he just sort of wrote me into it. And it was worth it because, you know, when you go with somebody who's who's that excited, it you know, it's contagious. So I was excited for a second. And then I realized I had to sit down halfway through because... <laughs> Because (laughs) you're getting your life. (laughs) There was so much excitement and so much energy. And literally, you know, they had the big Angus is the the dude that wears the little, uh, he's the guitarist. He wears the little schoolboy outfit. These really short schoolboy shorts. Okay. It's really weird, especially as he ages, it gets weirder. So now now he's something like 60 years old. And and he's dressed like a little schoolboy. Yeah. And he skips around and he rocks out on the guitar. He's obviously a very good musician. But but at one point they drag out this... uh, this giant, it's got to be like a 30-foot statue of him, and they pull it out into the middle of the stage, 
And, you know, I'm thinking, and the lights are going nuts, and there's pyrotechnics everywhere. I'm thinking, oh, this is the climax. This is where the show either takes a turning point or it ends or something like that. This is it. And then they do that, and then, of course, they come right back. And then the statue explodes. And so I'm like, okay, all right, this has got to be it. The statue has exploded. <laughs> and, then the, and then the pieces explode, and then they melt, and then and then it just got wilder and wilder, and I didn't know what was happening. I had to sit down. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I, I've, you've used up all my energy in the first 30 minutes, so I'm just going to sit this one out. Um, on the topic of songs and artists that you can't listen to anymore, do you have any songs that you've heard so many times that you just can never hear it again. Yeah, pretty much all Christmas music. When I worked at Home Depot, this is this is a similar to the Walmart story. Um, when I worked at Home Depot during the holiday season, like most stores do, they played Christmas music, but they played it nonstop, and they didn't have a wide selection. There's not really a wide. Did selection they play of Mariah Carey? Because that's the bomb right there. Yeah, they did. It was one of the better ones that was in the queue. But uh, but yeah, that one, um, all of your normal, you know, sledding songs and Silent Night. <laughs> sledding and, songs. I mean, I don't know why, but there is there's a genre of sledding songs. Um, that are all centered around Christmas. That's really funny. When I worked for the Duck Tours, I worked. I was a tour guide for the Miami Beach Duck Tours, and so we played like Miami themed music. Which surprisingly, there's a lot of like Miami songs, like um, Gloria Stefan, like Come on, Chicky Bobby, and then like um, Jimmy Buffett. And then the one that I to this day cannot hear anymore is Will Smith, "Welcome to Miami." Oh, I'm sure. They they made the most of that. One. Oh my god! I mean, like, like let's be real. It's not a very good song. No, it but isn't. when you've heard it like eight million times, I mean, I, honestly, I don't think I've heard that song since like two thousand four. I don't know why anyone would play Will Smith's music. But this was while you were working as a guide on a on a duck tour boat. I know it was like the worst job. So ever. so while you're being annoyed by Welcome to Miami, you're wearing a crown of ducks. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And like and quacking making, and, and you're being making like, come duck on calls. everyone, quack like a duck and help us get into the water. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh my God, the worst job ever. That well, is genius. Thankfully, now the Walmart employees don't have to listen to Celine Dion and Jimmy, Jimmy, Justin Bieber saying, baby, 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 oh. Do you think if you went back to your original, your original tour boat, that you would see people you worked with and you would think like, oh man, they they never made it out? Um, I don't know. I think I maybe I I, I would feel really bad for them. <laughs> Did you have conversations with other tour guides that you worked with? You're no, like, because you man, know, man, I'm getting out of here. I'm putting this whole place in my rear view. <laughs> Um, I'm actually friends with one of the girls who was a tour guide on Facebook, and I don't think she's a tour guide anymore. So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to talking to them. I get, I, I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> it's, like, it's, not a, it's not a question that deserves a, a, an honest answer. I was really trying to be honest. I know. I don't, I don't I, know why. <laughs> I just feel like I have a really bad time like picking up on social cues from you. Like, when you're making a joke, I don't know it's a joke, and then when it is a joke... I mean, or wait, back. It was a rhetorical joke. It right. didn't require response. I don't know how to, I just don't know what to do. Like, my brain just, like, farts on itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite an image. Let's talk about something else. 
Oh, okay. Well, the probably the biggest news from last week was Caitlyn Jenner on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine. Um, and so, because everyone's probably really burnt out on that conversation, we decided to talk about something that hasn't been relevant for months: the dress. Uh, yes, <laughs> we know. We're saving we, you that Caitlyn Jenner conversation. We know that you're just sick of hearing about Caitlyn Jenner, whatever your we'll feelings or thoughts about it, about it. But we know that you really are dying to revisit the dress. <laughs> Because nobody ever got sick of that, am I right? <laughs> no, no one got sick of arguing over whether the dress was blue and black or white and gold. Yeah, that was it. And the, nobody nobody has gotten less tired of this conversation than the actual scientists who seized upon it as an opportunity to do what they do best, sciencey stuff. They're still talking about it, right? In a way that's actually relevant. Yes, they are. In fact, they've made huge strides <laughs> in determining <laughs> in determining why people, some people saw blue and black and others saw white and gold. So here's the, the cliff notes. Here are the cliff notes. Basically, there's ambiguity in the color blue. Most people, and I think you've probably experienced this before, where you have some dark pair of pants or a dark shirt or something. Somebody sees it as very dark navy blue and somebody else sees it as black and for Frequently, I think that distinction is between men and women. One sees blue more yeah, likely. Yeah, that sees... was what I heard. So that's part of it. The other thing is that the poor image of the quality. The poor image of the quality or the poor oh, quality sorry. of the image? <laughs> the, poor, <laughs> the poor quality. You tried it. The poor quality of. <clears throat> I'm going to start over. No, please don't edit that out. I'm editing now. Please don't edit that out. It's so funny. Okay. So the poor quality of the image. Ugh causes your brain to try to look for context clues. And because there is no context, it's such a close-up of the dress, your mind tries to adjust and make assumptions based on the assumed light source. So basically, people who saw the dress as white and gold would have done so because your brain presumed they're observing the dress under a blue light or a natural light like a, like an open sky. So other people who would have seen the dress as, uh, as blue and black, their mind made the assumption that they were viewing the dress under a different type of light, like an indoor light. Mm -hmm. And so your mind makes these assumptions in order to sort of interpret out the colors that are due to the light source. Mm. So that means that my husband might not be white. I'm I'm actually should be blue. I'm blue. Oh my god! There are some people who fucking hate me on the internet who are going to be so pissed off right now. We'll I'm going to be like, excuse later. me, my husband's actually blue. So check your light source, bitch. Well, let's... that's what I'm going to start saying from now on. Right. That's <laughs> that's also great. That's Wait, great. Can I actually please say like one thing about Caitlyn Jenner? So, a few like fun facts that maybe you haven't heard, I don't know, but Caitlyn Jenner is now the fastest person to hit a million followers on Twitter. She got a million followers in like 4 hours, and the only person before that that was like faster was Obama. Obama was like just under five hours. That's kind of cool. Wow, beat Obama. Yeah, I think that was kind of cool. I also only had to delete like 
two people off of my Facebook for saying like really stupid, ignorant things. I just didn't feel like arguing with them. But the thing that I saw the most that really pissed me off was people saying, Caitlyn Jenner's not a real hero. And like posting pictures of like war veterans and, you know, people who had been like severely injured in combat and saying like, this is a real hero. Like, I just hate the idea that it has to become a competition. Like someone can't inspire someone without you being like, oh, yeah, well, this person's more inspiring. You know what I mean? Like, okay, mm-hmm. they can both inspire people. Like, everyone can calm down. But only one person can have the title of a million followers on Twitter exactly. in the shortest amount of time. And that's inspiring for some people who are struggling to get, you know, any followers, right? I mean, I have, I now have 470 followers. What? Yeah. What? And, and that's that's more than Jesus had when he got his start. <laughs> So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Follow back, follow back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will just say this, and I I think this is important to close up my Caitlyn Jenner spiel, because I know that everyone's heard these things by now, because a lot of people are talking about it. You know, Caitlyn Jenner is not perfect. I don't think that you can make anybody the spokesperson for an entire group. You know, she is not the spokesperson for all trans women or all trans people the same way that freaking Stacey Dash is not a spokesperson for all black people on Fox News. You know, she's flawed. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, people are like, well, she needs to stand up and say blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, it would be awesome if she said the things that you want her to, but maybe she won't. And, like, maybe you should give someone time to figure out their voice and what is important to them and what they want to stand for and and guess what maybe she won't do those things and maybe she will continue being a republican and like supporting really awful legislature i don't know that's her choice but the fact that she was able to come out and be on the cover of a magazine that is inspiring for some people for that kid who's questioning their gender identity and has never seen a trans person before their parents don't accept them maybe just being exposed to that is maybe going to make them feel better or make them you know not commit suicide because that's a huge problem in the trans community and so people can be heroic in their own ways not necessarily actually like saving a baby from a burning building there is something heroic in visibility and just like starting a conversation and so I just like really ugh, I needed to get that off my chest <laughs> sorry wow okay yeah sure um, but but I would, I would add to <laughs> Patrick's face was like you are getting really worked up I'm gonna start crying you actually ran out of breath there towards the end I just get really mad when people try to police like what inspires them or what makes them feel good. People are like, we should be talking about better stuff. We can da da da. And it's like, guess what? We can talk about multiple things at the same time. And just because that's just like the people. Well, hold on, hold on. I think the discrepancy you're seeing, and, and I can sympathize because you know me, I immediately shut out celebrity. Right. And so celebrities definitely, especially ones that are already celebrities, right. definitely have a measure of, of ease to the things that they do, regardless of what what it is. I mean, somebody in her situation, you know, a real hero, I mean, when it, when you talk about uh, internal courage, right? Uh, a real hero would be more like the person who has no celebrity, doesn't know anybody, and whose parents do not accept them as a transgendered individual. Right. That person has had to dig very deep and has had to co- overcome, mm. hold on, has had to overcome this, these are assumptions because it's different for everybody, but has, has more likely been uh, needed to overcome 
greater obstacles because they don't have the sort of cushion that somebody who's already a gigantic celebrity with shitloads of money. Let's face it. They already had the entire reality series lined up. This was as much promotion for the money making angle of the transition, the public transition, as it was just a a personal accomplishment and and transformation for uh, for Miss Jenner. So. It, it that changes things a little bit. And I do understand where people come from when they say when they criticize Caitlin for that reason, because in reality, what people have to go through can't be as easy oh, as, it, as what and it is for for Caitlin. But on the other hand, and to speak to what I think you were really focusing on in your rant, <laughs> in my rant now, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, it, I think you were saying that uh, that regardless of what you think about Caitlyn, the important part is that publicly she has been accepted by big brands and right. big names and big big networks as Caitlyn Jenner. And now, as you were saying, she's free to live her life as a terrible person, a good person, whatever, but she's free to do it as a woman because that was her choice. And that's the big message that's being sent on a very large stage to the entire nation. Yeah. I mean, I I can see both sides. I get that some people feel like she's cashing in on her transition, but honestly, like we've seen gay celebrities do the same thing where they like put out a book and they come out as gay or they like do a big reveal on a talk show or something. And I really am of the mind that it's really not my place to tell someone else how to come out or to say that like one person's coming out story is harder than another because I'm not gay. I've, I'm not trans. I've never had to come out. And and even if you do have a lot of money and you are a celebrity, there are still some risks involved. There are a lot of wacky people out there like someone could try to harm her or you know or her family might not have been so accepting and even when you do have a lot of money like that's not going to make you feel good if your family doesn't accept you or I think what I read was that her mother is like not really accepting of a transition and and no amount of money is going to make that easier but it is important and Laverne Cox and um Janet Mock have said some really important things about this whole thing in the sense that there are a ton of trans women and trans men who are never going to have the type of acceptance that Caitlyn Jenner has had or have access to surgery and makeup and photographers and all of this amazing stuff to have this huge coming out where everyone's like, yes, bitch, work. Like There are tons of people who are not going to have that experience. And so, you know, part of everyone loving Caitlyn Jenner is that she's beautiful and she looks amazing and not every trans person looks like that, you know, and 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 that's totally okay. And so I think that the conversation is kind of moving into, all right, we excite we were excited, this was really awesome, but like how can we provide support to other trans people who are homeless or don't have access to health care or can't get a driver's license or all the other challenges that they face outside of Caitlyn who has a television show and is now going to be like the face of Mac cosmetics or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think both conversations are important, even if you are sick of them. Um, I think that, you know, those things do need to be talked about. And I'm glad and I'm I'm really proud of the way that a lot of people have responded. Some people who I thought were going to be like, "Mm, say some like rough stuff. They actually like we're really supportive. And I think that's cool. Excellent. So let's move on to um, 
to the white I, woman who thinks you're a shitty black person for marrying me. <laughs> oh my this God. is this is fascinating. I mean, this, this is really this is fascinating. If you were if you're confused, let's, let's give her her name. Like, I, listen, I want to give her as much of a spotlight as possible. I hope she's listening. Her name is Kador Ariana. I don't know. That sounds like a fake name. Um, <laughs> but basically what happened is last week I posted our podcast on my Facebook and, you know, our image is a picture of you and I holding hands and looking all in love. You can't even see some our face. People, some people think I'm white and gold. Other people think I'm blue and black. Exactly. The jury is still out. Hopefully hopefully we can cash on, on in on that viral um, meme. So anyways, she posted on my Facebook, why did you choose to marry a white dude? Aren't you pro-black? White men are the oppressors, right? We went back and forth on this whole conversation. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. Back up. You went back and forth with that? Well, yeah, she and I were going back and forth, like, like just in the comments, because I said to her, like, well, I've never said that that white men are oppressing me. I mean, like, yes, white people have privilege and white men have male privilege and white privilege. And historically, they've been the oppressors. Absolutely. Sure. But that doesn't mean that, like, every like you are not oppressing me, like you have not done anything to me to, like, make my life more difficult or, like, take away my rights. And me being pro-black, which, I mean, I guess a lot of people have, like, different definitions. I'm curious to hear what yours is. I just think of pro-blackness meaning, like, I want black people to win. <laughs> like, can you stop killing us? Thanks. Like, I don't think that that has anything to do with, like, who my partner is. And I don't think that that negates my love of my blackness or my wish for black people to have equality any more so than me being a feminist is negated because, oops, I married a man. Wait, you're a feminist? Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't. Does that change everything? I didn't realize you were a feminist. <laughs> is that is that like capital F feminist or lowercase f feminist? Um, you know, I I can do lowercase or uppercase. It just kind of depends on where the feminist falls in the sentence. Like if it's at the beginning, I definitely think, you know, I like sentences to start with a capital. In the middle of the <laughs> sentence, I'm okay without the capital. <laughs> that was like a really nerdy joke. That was a great joke. You though. liked it though. I loved it. Okay, good. I ate it up. Um, yeah, so I don't care that you are a, in fact, I, I think a feminist, the term has, has kind of been batted around for decades at this point. And it, and there are a lot of very specific images that are associated with historical feminism. Right. And so a lot of people associate it with a very specific mentality yeah. a, a, in this. And I think maybe that's what pro-black is viewed as by some people. That it means this, like, I hate white people. Right. As this, okay, we're going to flip the script. Instead of looking for equality, what we're going to do is we're going to say, well, women are better than men mm. or or black people are better than white people. Right. And I think now we're arguing semantics right. and, instead of concepts. But I think we would both agree that, you know, equality and full lives for everyone is what's in order. Right. And so I think that's what you say. When you say pro-black, you mean pro-making the black community everything that it can and deserves to be able Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. And not to mention the fact that I am pro-equality for everyone. And that's what kind of like hung me up because Homegirl was telling me all about my values and all about my life because she said straight up that uh, I ch that choosing a white husband goes against what you claim to be about. 
Yes. And, uh, and, and if I was about, she said, if I were all about the white movement and progression of my own community, I would choose to mix with my own. Which I was like, what, girl? What are you talking about? She probably already has. I, okay. It sounds to me like she, Do she's, you? she's the type of white person who chooses to be with white people exclusively. She just sounded mad confused because I was like, first of all, why are you on my Facebook page? Second of all, why are you telling me that I made a choice? Like, listen, I love you and you're great, but I did not- Talking to me, or are you talking yeah, to this talking crazy to you. white woman? I'm talking to oh. you. <laughs> okay, I thought, I thought you were talking I'm about talking her. I was to like, my wow, blue you husband are a, right now. Uh, you are a nicer person than I know you to be. No, listen. As much as I like love you and care about you, and I'm so glad that you're my husband. Like, I did not wake up and say like, I really want to choose a white man. That's what I want. Like, when I met you, I didn't know I was going to marry you. Like, I wasn't even. I we were at a party, and I was like, not even interested in like trying to find anyone like I was interested in someone else at the party like no shade and whatever I was interested in somebody I was supposed to meet at that party (laughs) exactly like we weren't even looking for each other it was like a total accident so it's so weird to me when a stranger can be like well you woke up and you chose him and it's like that's not really how love works like sometimes you meet someone and you know I say all the time like you had a car with a hole in the bottom of it you could see the road like that was Never like I would never date someone that had like a raggedy car and like lived with his parents. That was not. I'm just saying like this is the truth. Like when people say I need a man that does this, this and this and this. I always say, you know what? When you meet the right person. Oh, that that wasn't you saying that you're saying some people say that. Well, I'm saying that like. When I look back like on you when we first started dating, if you weren't the person that you are and the person that you were, you would not have fit, fit like my criteria for a mate. Because in my mind, I was like, I need a man with a job and I need a man that like has his own place and like da 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 da. Like those Jeez. are things. I'm just being honest. Such a high bar. I'm just telling a job? you. Yeah, own apartment? I know. This like, God damn, you you're s- lucky you found anybody. Listen, bitch, I could have found somebody. <laughs> okay? Be glad you got chose. Okay? This is what I'm saying is that there are so many people who set these standards for what kind of partner that they want and I think that they end up closing themselves off to a lot of potential mates who don't fit those things but could still be really great for them and so I always tell people like you know what if you say you're gonna you want this this and this and this like you are gonna miss out on somebody who is right for you that maybe doesn't have a job right now or maybe lives with his parents right now or maybe is riding the bus you're really hammering these points home I'm just saying <laughs> Never forget. Listen, you have a job now. You ha- you are doing great, okay? You oh. even wear a suit to work. This oh is all I'm God. saying is that, like, this girl had the nerve to say, I chose you as if, like, I was out looking on the street and being like, I need to find a white man. Like, that's the only type of guy that I'm interested in. And that's just not the case at all. I think, I think it's this is a really good example of what we were talking about a moment ago, which is the semantics of concepts like um, black empowerment or what was what was the phrase that you used before pro black pro being pro black right you know things like that she's obviously interpreted your stance as being pro black as being pro black to the exclusion of other groups right and and then has decided that your marriage to a white man doesn't fit that model it, right and negates so, that so she t- entirely misinterpreted what you stand for 
and and probably deliberately. You see a lot of this stuff where people want to they force ideas into other people's heads or or put words into other people's mouths that aren't really there so that they can respond to them and usually aggressively. Well, I was just surprised because I've never had this from a white person before. Usually it's black people telling me that I'm a disgrace and they hate me, which is fine. Like I I was just I mean, like if that's how you feel, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a like do you. Like I'm not going to be mad at you if you are going to spend time being angry about what I'm doing with my life. Like that's totally cool. I was just surprised that this came from a supposed white lady. Like I just never had a white person tell me how to be black before. And it was just an interesting experience. Changed my whole worldview. Well, now that you've officially had a white oppressor tell you how to be black, <laughs> you know, well, now you know, you know, you got to ditch this guy. Yeah. So in other words, it's over. I'm looking for a new co-host of Last Name Basis. Don't do that. You were going to get actual submissions. <laughs> and then I'm and then I'm going to feel really self-conscious when they're better than me. Yeah. Please send in your demo reels if you would like to be <laughs> please my don't. new or please spouse. Do it and don't be good at it. Yeah. Maybe we can play some on the show. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Only requirements. No white dudes need apply. Oh, that's not prejudice. How does it feel? Do you want to talk about this sex toy? You are the one that brought this to the table, so you can intro it and talk about it, and I can just... I know. How rude is it to bring a sex toy to the table? <laughs> that is that is extreme rudeness. Um, well, I mean, if you want to talk about it... Unless you're going to have sex on that table. I don't... <laughs> There's no point. There's no need. You can leave leave the dildos in the bedroom. Um, what? Tell me about... Tell us about it. Okay, so this... I'll, I'll do it really quickly. Um, so this this thing, it's... it's it's in the crowdfunding phase, which I think you find the the most ridiculous inventions in crowdfunding. Yeah, because they don't even know if they can actually do it. Because they probably don't get anywhere. So mm-hmm. this one is called The Lovely, and it's a, quote, smart sex toy. It actually fits. It's, it's like a Fitbit for your dick. <laughs> and a dick fit? A dick fit. A dick bit fit. A fit. I feel like I'm in like a Dr. Seuss poem. Like a fit bit dick, a dick fit bick. Will it fit on your dick? Will your dick fit it? Um, so it is a Fitbit. So in other words, it's like a, a wearable device. Yeah, you put it on. What like, does it do? It's a little ring and it really, it it tracks your sexual activity. So it will count your number of thrusts. It will estimate, <laughs> it will estimate calories burned Why? in the sex act. Um, and presumably it will, I mean, the social potential for this is amazing because if you match this with something like Grindr or Tinder, um, you can really know a lot about the person that you're getting into bed with. Oh. So you can track, you could say, well, this guy was down to like, I mean, he's got an average of like 50 thrusts. Oh, but I feel like that could also like make you really insecure. Like what if you see how many thrusts that... That this person has with someone else, and then like you get with them, and then it's only like two. Well, you know two thrusts I mean? would actually be a compliment. No, I would it. Yeah, I think so. I think it would say that you were just you were so hot, like off the charts hot, that there was just he couldn't get past two thrusts. But I mean, I'm just thinking like. I just think like you wouldn't want to compare yourself, right? Like, like I just feel like that would make me feel like bad. 
let's just be clear. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, I don't know why you would want to keep track of that. It is a like, terrible idea. You should idea. be in the moment. Like, why are you like you're not you shouldn't be looking at your phone and being like, oh yeah, I'm doing way better than like yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if if you like check your phone while we're having sex to like see how many calories you're burning, you're like, hey, can we do like 30 more minutes? I'm really trying to like bump up my heart rate. I would be like, what the hell? Like, you can leave. Like, I would be so pissed off. I ate that extra donut this morning. Yeah. I really need to burn it off. I had a so second breakfast. If you can hang in there with me, <laughs> or uh, or uh, you know, I'm 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 three pumps away from a personal best. <laughs> oh, you know, that's terrible. I don't I don't know what the point of this is. Uh, it it sounds absolutely obnoxious. It sounds like a just another effort to make some money off of uh, the sex. You know, not I don't want to say sex industry, but the sex toy industry and just Someone sex will buy in it. general. Someone will buy it. I definitely will not be giving these people my money because that is just like really weird. <laughs> I'm definitely not into it. Um, well, would you like to move into this language, B? Let's do. Let's do. Uh, yeah, let's do some language. We have. We've had no science corner though, and people oh, enjoy the. Science we got about science corner when we talked about the dress. That oh, I guess science. we did. Oh, so yeah, retroactively. You just got science cornered or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Uh, yeah, please do. Since I'm in charge of editing now. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't know. Oh, my God. Okay. So, this week's Slanguage B phrase comes from Trent Jackson 89 on Twitter. And Trent says, Patrick's next Slanguage B word should be clap back if you haven't done it or he doesn't know it already. So this week's word is clap back. Okay. Okay. So cla- like this is an easy one. Yeah, I think clap back. So it's it's like when you're at a you're at a concert and it's like call and response. So they're, you know, the person's up there and they go like and you do the in response. So it's like a call and response, you know, when I say you say <laughs> that's that's the that's what a clap back is. I I know this because I've done it. Is that your final answer? Is that your final answer? Oh, (laughs) I've got to answer the um, the recording. Yes. Uh, You know what? Oh, yeah, you definitely got that wrong. Um, Clapback has actually nothing to do with clapping, despite the name, which you should have known better. Come on. That's like way obvious. It's a comeback. Most likely with a lot of attitude or sass or shade. So when someone says something rude to you and then you say, oh, you know what? I'm going to clap back. And then you say something like even meaner or even like smarter, feistier. Mm -hmm. So it's like a like a like a your mama joke competition. Yeah, kind of like if someone says something about your mama and then dance off. You would clap back at a dance-off. No, it's not like that. It's like someone says something insulting to you, and it's something that you could ignore. Mm-hmm. You could just like let it go, but you like you you just can't let it go, and you know and you're just like you know what? Sometimes you gotta clap back. Sometimes you just have to let them know that they like cross the line, and you have to say something even meaner and like really kind just of put them back, put them in their place. Yes, put them back in line. Exactly. Okay. Clap them back into place. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm with it. I got this. Do you want to try it again? Uh yeah sure so um so so what is what is this girl's name? <laughs> so we could have just ignored Kador Ariana's ignorance, but we decided to use a good portion of our podcast to clap back. Oh, that was really good. You got clapped, oh, Ariana. 
You got the clap. We're clapping for you. Take that. No, wait. No, we're not. You, no. We're not clapping no. for you. We're clapping mm-hmm. at you. Back at, at you. Yeah, but not like in a not, not in a supportive way. Not in a good way because we are, we don't like what you had to yeah. say. So in fact, I'm I'm not clapping at all. No, nope. except for clapping back. We are booing. Um, okay, you ready for your language <gasps> beat? Yeah, yeah, get ready. Because oh. this is gonna change okay, your wait, wait, wait. life. Are you did you make this up? Is this a <laughs> is this a tweet? Is no. this a headline? No, of course. Did you not. make this up? Yes. No, no, I didn't make it up. Oh, did you just tell on yourself? No, I didn't. Okay. All right, sure. I'll believe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is an actual phrase. Mm-hmm. The phrase is poptical illusion. Ooh. Again, poptical illusion. Okay, a poptical illusion sounds like when you think, when you see like the back of a pop star's head and you think it's Britney Spears and then she turns around and it's like not Britney Spears. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a busted version of Britney Spears and you're like, ooh, that was a poptical illusion. Is it was, that your final uh, answer? So, yes, that's my final answer. No. It's, uh, it's wrong. So I had to cue the buzzer because nobody knows what this means except me. I know. I know. We're all like, wait, well, what is it? I know Victoria's looking at me like, a buzzer? Because that sounded like a pretty viable answer. I thought it was a good answer. I thought that was good. It was good. It was really good. But what it, is it? But it was also wrong. Okay. Okay. So a poptical illusion is when a person wears pants that are form-fitting or contain some sort of design that make their ass look way better than it really does. <gasps> That's so funny. So then you created a, <laughs> a poptical illusion. But some people wear wear pants that make their butts look amazing, um, but their insecurities get the best of them, and that's a psychological term. It's in the DSM four. It's called it's called poptical reclusion. You're making you cover, this up. It's true though. No, you're and then making this up. Their insecurities get the best of them, and then they end up covering their their nice like well shaped asses with like a coat or like a tie around sweater or something. That's oh, I've seen that. Poptical reclusion. Yeah, and it's not just psychological. It can also be physical too. People who squeeze themselves into clothes that are just too small for them in an effort oh. to make their backsides look good. They can suffer poptical contusions. Oh. Yeah, and that's actually the number two cause of trips to the emergency room for women between the ages of 19 and 27. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Second only to real injuries. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And 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 more science. Here's you a little are more. So dumb. There's a little more science corner for you. The number one treatment for poptical contusions now, because they they made huge strides in treating poptical contusions, is the poptical transfusion. Oh, where you get somebody else's butt? No, no. They it's actually a, a, a violent procedure by which doctors physically remove the pants. Your pants? And then put you into ones that actually fit. Oh my mm-hmm. god! And there are other ones too. For instance, if you, if you, <laughs> like if how you... long did you write these jokes? <laughs> like, I, like I, I really like that you're being so serious and committed. But I need to know, like, how much work did you put into this? Because it just keeps fucking going. <laughs> the, the possibilities really are endless. <laughs> Hold on, but if you, <laughs> if you. 
if you try to squeeze into some pants, not all of them work. So sometimes you see people in there and they're just, they just look terrible despite the fact that these pants are supposed to make them look better. But they believe it makes them look better. This is the uh, optical confusion? But no, well, but it's, it's called, they're considered poptical delusions. delusions. Yeah. Oh, see, I was um, close. Which is kind of the, the inverse of poptical reclusion. There tends to be a large split in the, the segments of in society. In the pants? I thought you were going to say no. there was a split in the pants. <laughs> that makes ultimately, sense. Re- ultimately leading to a split in, in the actual seams of their, um, of their sense of self-worth. Oh. You thought I was going to say pants. We did. We, we just, we really learned a lot. Did you make up Poptical Illusion? I did not. You didn't? I didn't. It's a real word, and you can find it on Urban Dictionary, where I get all real words. <laughs> <laughs> you really held your own this episode. Like, you stepping into this host role has really changed things for Last Name Basis. Well, that's what it means to be to be the new editor of Last Name Basis, and I take my role very responsibly. Can you do it? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm really proud of you. You you really kicked a lot of poptical butt this whole episode. Thank Um, you. You were awesome. Thanks. Um, Please let us know what you thought of this episode by tweeting us with hashtag last name basis, or you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. Tie optional. Oh, go ahead. I was going to do it. Well, do you want to do it? You're going to do the the exit? Well, I was going to say that we, we have an email address now. Oh, tell us about the email address, and then I want to ask for one more thing. Oh, okay. I was going to say that we have an email. It's lnbpodcast at gmail.com, so last name basis, but lnbpodcast. So you can email us if you don't want to leave comments on our website or on SoundCloud, or maybe you don't have a Twitter. We do want to hear from you, so definitely send us an email. And definitely send us anything that rhymes with poptical illusion and what your new term means means. Oh, yeah. Send us some new definitions for some new poptical... Here, I'll get you started. Poptical effusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us send us your definition for poptical effusion, and we will see you next week. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis. <laughs>